The Big Issue. Breaking down the issues that matter. Hello, viewers, and welcome to Leadership Podcast. It's yet another edition of The Big Issue. And of course, I hope you had a very wonderful weekend. So it was a weekend of high-profile readings. I'm sure that you had a very wonderful time. And of course, as usual, with me here in the studio, our in-house analysts, because they're here to actually take on the issue of the day, the way you will understand and understand it. And of course, don't forget to join us through your comments, your contributions to this program. Because of course, they have actually helped in setting the pace and agenda of the big issue. Yes, with me in the studio here is Sunday, so what? Nice to meet you. And um, Thank you for having me. And of course, together we are going to look at the recent directive of President Muhammad Ibuhan on review of grazing routes and other issues that popped up. A stiff opposition trailed the president's directive to a committee that they should reclaim all grazing sites. And of course, Nigerians kicked against that move, warning that it could lead to another civil war. Specifically, presidential spokesman Shikaru Bashou announced last week that the president directed that about 368 grazing sites across 25 states in the country should be refused to dispatch to determine the level of encroachment. A statement by Shewu noted that the president's directive followed his approval of the recommendation of a committee chaired by the chief of staff to the president, Professor Ibrahim Gambari. Shewu stated that the committee held its inaugural meeting on May 10 and recommended the collection of a field data collection on 368 grazing reserves across 25 states to assess encroachment and encroachers and then engage stakeholders on, sen- on the sensitization uh, move. Oh, well, this directive is coming about three months after governments of the southern states started the implementation of their anti-grazing law. And of course, this followed the Asaba Declaration in which they declared that anti-grazing is prohibited in the southern part of the country. And of course, the concern now is the President's Directive on grazing sites across the country. is raising suspicion among Nigerians and of course, they are wondering why the president is so fixated about grazing reserves in the country. And so what you just have to tell us to start. What do you think? Well, I, I think uh, this is an exercise in fertility uh, because uh, there is no law you know, that allows the president to just you know, move into the streets and start dissecting. Uh, Brazil reserve that we are not gasseted because we are operating a, a federal system of government and um, the, the, the 
power of land uh, lies in the hands of uh, the state government. So if the president wants this issue to succeed, uh, it should have been a demand from the state government. And of course, you are aware that uh, some state go go governors you know, have already started signing uh, laws that uh, do not permit uh, this issue of either grazing uh, roots or open grazing and, and all that. And we know that we have some states where this uh, issue of uh, grazing reserve were carved out, especially uh, in the 60s. And these states were just peculiar, or they were just, you know, cited uh, in the northern part of the country because uh, the, the northern laws at that time allow for uh, the creation of uh, grazing reserve and such grazing reserve we are created and most states have been created even within the north but the northern state does not have 25 states so I wonder where, where the president get the number of uh, those states because even when this issue of uh, grazing rules or grazing reserve we are created the northern state was not even up to 19 northern states you know and we now have more states now that have their own laws and uh, benue and taraba have already signed uh, laws you know prohibiting open grazing so for the president to now come up with uh, a committee that will engage people in order to make sure that he gazette the ungazetted uh, uh, grazing reserve, I think uh, is unnecessary because what Nigerians expect the president to do now is to see how they can solve this issue of killings. And when, when, whenever a killing, uh, killings happen, they will now say it's farmers, headers, clashes. I have oftentimes said that this thing is not about farmers, headers, clashes. Yes, we have issues with the farmers and the headers, but it has never deteriorated into the state that it is today. Some set of people, so terrorists are just, you know, using this opportunity to go into communities, kill at will and go. And you are tagging in farmers and clashes. After the attacks or after the killings in a particular community, especially in the middle belt, you will still see farmers going to farm. You will still see headers grazing. So if it is farmers, headers, clashes, will there be such activity when there is a, a, a crisis? Well, so, um, it's what the government should do in this If you ask the government now, they will tell you that the idea of this review of grazing sites has to do with the fact that they are creating roots for headers. In not grazing roots for headers to avoid this clash with farmers. Well, you don't think it's a way of avoiding the killings in the first place? No, it's, it's not a way. It, it, it will just, you know, increase distrust among Nigerians. Because uh, what he is supposed to be doing, you know, uh, he's not doing it. That is the truth. Because people expect that uh, whenever these killings are happening, at least some people would have been arrested. But whenever such thing happens, it is the local people who go out to defend themselves. At the end of the day, they are arrested because they are not allowed to carry weapons. But the state have failed to 
Well, um, today you heard um, Sunday, so I brought you back to see. But we have used it to wait this directive by the president in the light of the fact that Southern governors had banned open grazing in their Asaba declaration. Um, thank you very much. And for the cause of our viewers out there, I would just like to share an insight on what grazing reserves actually means in the first place. Um, it's like grazing reserves are created for purposeful and willful uh, practice to ensure that uh, livestock are developed in a very given uh, geographical location. Now, the whole concept of um, grazing reserves started in 1950 and aimed at uh, pastoral development was subsequently enacted by the Northern Assembly in uh, 1965, which now became uh, law. So going forward, this practice has been uh, done in the, in the North over the years, but at the moment, owing to the fact um, climatic change and everything, all those places that were earlier cited for, for grazing reserves, are more sand now at the moment. You can barely see grass in these places when the sand. So this had led to a, a southern moves. The, the trajectory movement now now go to the south where they can get better uh, feed for their livestock. You understand? So that's one more reason why most people now, despite having Fulani, um, are basically in the north, but they tend to more feed their cattle mostly from the south, you understand? So this movement has created uh, issues, clashes, farmers and that clashes, owing to the fact you can barely see, I can stand boldly and say now, you can barely see any cattle or cow in the society that is not well fed. All the cows have been seen within this period, they are all well fed. And what are they feeding on? They are actually feeding on people's crops. You understand me? They are feeding on people's crops. And this has, over the years, aggravated violence, killings, distrust amongst uh, Nigerians and especially the farmers and uh, the pastoral Fulanese, you understand me? So for the Southern governors, I believe ordinarily they will totally reject it, owing to the fact that most of them has already banned open grazing prior to now. And now you are coming to sign a law that said, uh, to implement uh, open grazing. No, it can't work. You understand? All you just did is the government should know that to further halt disunity, to create a peaceful atmosphere in Nigeria where everyone will live in peace, anything issued of grazing reserve should be like, or anything that has to do with animals boundaries should be private business. Yes, although the government should support them, you understand me, but it should own for that. You own your power and maybe, you should, yes, they can create civilian intervention for them, just like as they do just with the Israel loans and all the rest intervention Farmer. to farmers and all the rest. They should support them. But you now signing this into law, it's just like you, okay, because you're, is it because you're a full animal? That's what every Nigerian would think. Yes, because you're trying to like, okay, now support your people. To reduce grazing reserve. No, this is uncalled for. You understand? How many cows do we have in Nigeria? 
from the uh, Federal Ministry of Agriculture, they say we have about 21 million cows, about 69 uh, million um, goats, and about 28, I say, or 22 million um, sheep. You understand? Okay, so, okay, now, I don't know how they arrive at it's that number, but, like <laughs> but this is quoting the Federal Ministry of Agriculture. I don't know. Because Fulanis are moving. In fact, if you ask them, how many cows do you have, they barely know. Even though if they know, are they actually, is there a census? Are they being marked? You understand? How, how, how sure are we that we have to, okay, now, yes, we have 21 million. Uh, if you check it plus minus, it can give you over maybe, uh, it can be a venture over 3.2 billion business enterprise or thereabout. Yes. Animals boundary as well as selling of, um, of meats is a good business. But it should be private sector driven. You understand? To avert all these farmers, don't take side. Don't tend to support a party over another. By the time you are giving them, okay, yes, you are giving doing all this. The flyers are also in the bush that can store with you. They are listing, oh yes, you are supporting us. Okay, we need this. Yes, Ambamu is our land. They're giving us this now. We can do anyhow we want to do. But all these things won't all go well in society. Well, today you all go well. You've spoken well, but um, you should understand that. This might stem from the fact that while the federal government in Sydney has been giving, giving, doing interventions where they provide uh, 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 palliatives for farmers to afford to work with, what the federal government is thinking that if you do such things for farmers, make fertilizers available to them, grant them some means to enable them carry on their family business. Then something should be done to show that even feathers should have been carried along. I think where the problem lies is even northern governments had agreed, some of them had agreed that open grazing is obsolete. But where the problem lies is that from the outcry, the outpost, there is still opposition that trails the president directly on the view of grazing sites, especially. Governor Samuel Otom of Benue State, the governor of one of the flashpoint states where he has almost crashes when he's of threatening to take President Muhammad Buhari to court. So, where the problem is in life is that the president does not seem to carry in the governors alone in this review of the raising for Governor Samuel Otom to say that is, I, I think, it's something ordinarily we want to do. Going to the fact that nobody will want to see this ancestral home for another person. This even look at the, the, the events of intercommunal clashes. What was the reason why they even created boundary commission to help settle disputes within communities? Now you are coming to say that yes, Benepu. The thief, the Egedes, the Domas, they are not Fulanis. Even though I believe they are Fulani settlements in various states. But they will not want to see a large part of the land. And I think Samoto is one of the first states that have also uh, passed the law against open open grazing. So for the government, uh, for the president to do this, of course, he would drag the federal government to court. He won't accept it. And I think this would they would drag this till 2023 when Buhari. Well, okay, we have the 
before we continue, let's just quickly take a short break and do some kind of um, tutorial. We'll be back shortly. The Big Issue. Breaking down the issues that matter. Welcome back to Leadership Podcast. And of course, we are into the big issue. And the big issue of the day is outrage the trailing president who carries directly on review of raising reserves. The question yearning for answers and for the lead of Nigeria is why has the federal government continued to tinker with the unpopular policy by frantically repackaging the failed 2017 rural grazing area as Ruga policy and bringing it back through the back door. That's when the um, human rights activist and senior advocate of Nigeria, David Palan, is lending his voice to the development saying President Buhari has powers only over only land in Abuja. He has no powers to decide on what happens to land in the state. And of course, I think Falana uh, is actually talking about the Land Use Act of 1978 that vested the power on land on the state government. The light of well, I am not a legal practitioner, but I can say that for certain governors to come and pass a law against open grazing speaks volumes that they have rights over over their land. Yes. So, however, the issue of open open grazing extending to the southern states will, of course, create uh, a chaos moment in Nigeria, and that chaos is. Going by Afenifere, they described the present action as wasting taxpayers' money. You understand? And of course, it is because you are passing it. I believe there are committees that were set. There are different uh, acts that took place before signing such things. So, for Afenifere to say that he has a right over a future work. I'm not a legal question. I cannot well, of add to that. Why is that? Uh, would have said no. that. If that the average trading when we state government and some other groups are threatening to go to court and some say it will lead to an, another civil war. So are you not afraid that another institutional country, apart from the ones we see more political parties will begin to deal with the country? I'm afraid, I'm afraid. And that's why I stated earlier that the president have more power in going into this uh, 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 issue. That's why I said that it was an exercise in utility because there is no law backing him to carry out uh, such an assignment. That's why I said that it should have been from the state government who want to do, you know, uh, businesses, agricultural businesses, or who want to support, you know, people who are into grazing you know, to with land. Because for example now, if I want to embark on pig farming in any part of this country, I will have to buy the land. And they will have to lease it for me. If I want to farm anywhere in this country, any kind of farming, they will not give me land free. But here we are, 
a president, you know, trying to gazette on gazetted land for a particular class of business. You know, so it, 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 it does not even sound well. I am aware that when these um, uh, grazing results were carved out, like in southern Kaduna, there was a place, Laduga, you know, about 30,000 hectares was carved out for the grazing reserve. But as I speak with you now, they have occupied more than 80,000 hectares of land and still continuing. Nobody there go there. The villagers cannot claim those land. Those who own those land cannot claim them. So, you know, I, I, I'm not thinking that the crisis will, will blew in, in the near future. So if he is trying to even gazette or look into those uh, places that uh, we are giving to uh, headers for, um, for, for grazing and what will the committee do in this kind of situation? Would they now reduce the land from 30,000, uh, uh, from 80, uh, 80-something thousand hectares to 30,000? And you know, definitely these issues may likely, you know, cause some kind of uh, crisis from either way. So we have to manage this situation very well. Because if we fail to handle this, we are just compounding issues. We are faced with so many security challenges. And for the president to come up with this kind of uh, policy, even setting up a committee. In fact, from the set up, uh, from the committee set up, people are saying that it's, it's, uh, it's, it's one-sided. If you look at the formation of the committee, it's one-sided. It's one-sided. Oh, one-sided. Yes, because it's only the governor of Ebony State and the deputy chief of staff to the president that are from the southern, part of the, the southern part of the country. All the people here, almost all of them, they are Fulanese. So but, how, but, how will you, but, you know, how many, uh, uh, sorry to uh, you, how, many, how many governors are there? Well, I can't count, but many of them are ministers. Have ministers. Yes, and you know, most of these ministers... We have um, two governors also in the country. We have that thing that the idea of the state governor who is the chairman of Southeast Governors Forum? Is there because he's representing the governors of the Southeast? Well, even putting the Ebony State Governor there, uh, to me, is even uncalled for because the grazing uh, uh, reserves do not cover part of the Southeast. Well, this brings me this, not this central uh, this issue. Sorry, yeah. this brings me to the point to say that the governor of the Ebony State nothing to do in that committee but don't forget that we are talking of 25 states here take the 19 states mm -hmm. of the north away that means there is additional six states on this that we don't even know we, no we don't know the state so maybe the proposed state that the national assembly have sent to INEC <laughs> to carry out a referendum whether in the north they will now increase it to 25 <laughs> oh, they, they are just, you know, trying to bring up uh, such uh, state into it. But uh, honestly, we have only 19 northern states. And if you are going by that number, when this grazing uh, reserve and grazing routes were created, in the state, we are not even up to 19. So how are we having 25 states now? And they could not even disclose the names 
of the state. So you can see that everything is being done in secrecy and it, is, it will be difficult for Nigerians to accept this kind of uh, uh, committee report. Well, um, just like I said earlier, the northern government, some of them are sick. They've agreed that um, open grazing is obsolete. Yes. The, another concern is that there is a lot of secrecy in the operation of the of the of, 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 of the setting up of this committee. Because if not, they would have actually made me the number 25 states they are talking about. Don't you think the committee would have done well in listing these states? So that at the end of the day, each state that has issues with a review of that present reserve will have something to say. Well, they've not listed the states yet. Autumn is already ready for if other states should do, we should expect more more issues, more cases. Don't forget that Benue is a clash club. Yes. When you talk of hectares, farmers clashes, it's associated with Benue State. Yes, I just like some other states like John State. Well, when you say when you talk about Benue now that has been affected by things at this moment, I need to communicate to them because they really lost citizens there which is very bad for you now still insisting on this open grazing reserve which has been rejected by all shows that um maybe perhaps Buhari is a there is a president for the that and perhaps maybe those in the committee want to actually romance him and make him feel important as well and since we are here we are committee members let's do what will favor Buhari as a Fulani man as well as his kinsmen ranching should be the way out and it should be a private business you understand me not working about say the grazing routes grazing reserves creating no you have 100 cows if i should, okay for instance if i should have 100 goats now will, will they give me land in kaduna so will you give me a land in kaduna you to have, give to, buy. You I have buy. to buy the same way everybody who have a cow should, should buy a land our government should support them not imposing the whole English here, yeah, that grazing reserve uh, is imposing. You are imposing the, that they should cede part of the land to the Fulanis. And of course, everybody understands what it takes when you give a Fulanis land. You know what we turn us out of it. We don't want to go. What's well, um, so what's of course, to be rejected. So most Nigerians are of the, the wonder why the president is so fixated on um, grazing reserves. In the 21st century, where every most countries are talking about ranching, why is the president really interested in? Well, um, to him, maybe he thinks it will bring about peace because the wrong narrative that they are putting concerning this killing going on is that it's uh, a clash between farmers and traders, and it is a wrong narrative. In some communities where you will see headers are not even up to too hot they are there peacefully but the people of the community who have more than 100 houses gunmen will come burn those houses they will not touch headers so you you can see the the, the issue and the people in that community they will never go and attack those headers because they don't know people who came to kill them and of course where you will see the uh, complicity is that sometimes if they want to attack a community, those haters that they have been living together, they will go. 
they will leave. And after, a day after they leave, they will see that they will attack that community. And those communities where villagers have run away, the haters are they are living there comfortably without yeah, fear of anything. So it, it, it's, it's very clear. And somebody said that uh, uh, Buhari is um, the patron of uh, the Fulanese in West Africa. I'm yet to confirm that. But uh, from the way he is going, uh, I think uh, he needs to look inward and make sure that what he do is based on the constitution and what will bring peace and prosperity to Nigeria. Yes, but Taibo, you, 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 you just admitted here that I think the president's directive should not be unconnected with the fact that he is trying to look for ways to address this former headers' clashes. For being as much as he is passionate about ending that fight, it seems that he is taking a move that does not go well with most of the government. Because open breathing has been banned. So, what do you think would be this solution? Uh, the, the solution is that the president should ensure that there is security in the country. If there is security in the country, we should advise anybody who wants to do agricultural business, business of whatever kind, to meet these people at the community level and buy this land and business. Because even this uh, ranching that was carved out from the communities, those communities were never compensated. So if those communities begin to say, okay, compensate us for our land, what will happen? So the, the president should ensure that there is peace and ensure that uh, people who want to do businesses, businesses of whatever kind, they have the conducive atmosphere to carry out their businesses. Well, as a pastoralist, which the president also want, anything that has to do with animals management should be private business. You see that the private business not um, joining people together, and I say join people, try to send your people to the south to get more land for yourself. No, you should in line with global best practice, please practice ranching, which is the best way for violence. Okay, brother, yeah. that is the most you can take for today's edition of the, the big issue. Join us tomorrow, same time, for another edition of this program. For now, this program is brought to you by Leadership Podcast from the stable of Leadership Media Group.